Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Bringing the GE to you on Money FM 89.3. GE 2020 is history, as we all know. The PAP, of course, retaining control of Parliament, but a few surprises along the way. Joining us, Dr. Felix Tan Tiam Kim, the Associate Lecturer at Singapore Institute of Management. Hello, Felix. Felix, what are you seeing uh, this post-election day, and uh, what surprised you? I mean, I woke up this morning, you know, reading all that, the results of that. I think it's quite a huge surprise uh, in terms of the opposition party. They have really made some significant inroads and uh, we're taking over yet another GRC. I think that is a, a huge significance for the opposition by and large. So 10 seats uh, now, plus there'll be another two for the uh, additional seats that they get in Parliament. What is this solid victory, especially in a couple of the constituencies, Sankang and, and of course, Aljuniad, uh, elsewhere? What does this say? Is there a different mood around this election than maybe you have seen in previous elections? I think it has shown that the voters are really voting beyond just the, the simple bread and butter issues that has occurred in almost every previous election. I think this time round, not just COVID-19 and the pandemic and the economic recession, I think voters are really looking at other issues like social inequality, social injustice. I mean, you can take some of the cases that have arisen over the past few days, like the Raisa Khan incident as well, which is still under investigation. And on that point, uh, Dr. Tan, I mean, what do you think some of those issues are? I, I agree completely. I live in Senkang. And when the preliminary and voting was announced, there was this roar across the estate. You've probably seen it on social media, this cheer, this. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I've lived here 25 years and I'd, I'd never heard anything like that before. And I couldn't help feeling that this felt more than just a GRC win. This felt like there was a change in mood. Also, bear in mind, Senkang has younger voters generally. It's a younger demographic. So clearly, younger voters want something else. What do you think they want? I think if you look at the tactics of the PAP over the past few years, the past few elections, it has always been, you know, some, somewhat close to like, you know, a, a different kind of a, a tactic that fear mongering sometimes and perhaps, you know, a bit of bullying. I mean, that's what young voters would say and they have been posting out on social media all along. And I think this time round, especially younger voters in Tinkang, say enough is enough. We had enough of such tactics that, you know, uh, it needs to be tackled head on and we shall not allow any of the candidates to be bullied in any way. And I think this incident clearly reflects that. We're speaking with Dr. Felix Tan, uh, the Associate Lecturer of the Singapore Institute of Management. And on that point, Dr. Tan, do you think that played into the Senkang victory for the Workers' Party slightly? You mentioned there one of their candidates on their slate was the social enterprise founder, uh, Raisha Khan. We all know what happened in the days leading up to the election. Do you think that might have swayed one or two voters because it, it implied some of the tactics that you mentioned? I think it definitely has swayed some of the voters' uh, sentiments towards, you know, the Workers' Party. But I don't want to focus too much on what, you know, Raisa Khan has said, you know, that that Mm, is under investigation. So let's not even go there. But I think, you know, what generally the voters would feel that, you know, uh, if if there are some issues that need to be dealt with, then you have to speak about it openly, deal with it head on, and not just, you know, accuse someone of, you know, making certain remarks on social media. Tackle it head on. If this is uh, clearly a matter that concerns Singaporeans and uh, all of us by and large, 
then deal with it. You know, make some point in time to deal with such issues. Talking about Dr. Felix Tan from Singapore Institute of Management. And Felix, the Prime Minister in an early morning concession speech or victory slash concession speech, I should say, really noted the fact that, of course, the PAP has to take a, a good hard look at some of these results and, and, and think about them and what the meaning is of them. Would you say that this is potentially going to be viewed as not the endorsement of the 4G team, leadership team that the PAP was looking for? And if so, could there be some changes in the ranks of that leadership? All right. I think first and foremost, I think we'll look at it that there is still a clear mandate for the PAP. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a definite clear mandate. There are still people, Singaporeans, supporting you know, for the PAP. I think it's just not that it was a strong mandate. I think it, it goes back to almost similar to what we saw in 2011. And of course, you know, the PAP will definitely re- need to relook at, you know, its policy. That's number one. Relook at its strategy, number two. And, you know, relook at how they actually run things within the party itself. Uh, clearly, you know, uh, if you look across the board, uh, the votes for the PAP has drop, even some by a small margin, and there's a few that actually gone up quite a fair bit as well. But on that point, what are your views on the staging of the election itself? Because that seems to polarise opinion as well. Some say that you, you had to hold an election at some point because COVID-19 is with us for the foreseeable future. But on the other hand, there was an element of, should this really be a time of us going out to vote when we should be socially distancing. I get it. It's a bit of a no-win situation. You have to hold the election at some point. But how much do you think COVID-19 played into this election result? Uh, I think it will be quite a fair bit. I mean, uh, uh, the COVID-19 scenario, I mean, two ways. Firstly, that there are people who who feel that, you know, there is no way out, so we need to, you know, vote for someone that is tried and tested, you know, for a stable government to mitigate the situation. I think on the other hand, there are those who feel that, you know, why are we holding an election at this point in time? Clearly, there is no resources to deal with uh, circumstances. And I think if we all followed what happened at the polling stations yesterday, uh, there was the incident of the gloves, uh, of the, the, the ink or the marker. There was a lack of safe distancing measure. So I think what happened yesterday clearly demonstrates that there was some uh, lack of hindsight or foresight, rather, in terms of holding, of wanting to hold an election, you know, during a crisis of this uh, level. I'm talking with Dr. Felix Tan of Singapore uh, Institute of Management. And Felix, as we look at the the run-up to the election, social media was more important than ever, uh, not only because of the age we're living in with social media being more popular and reaching out more to younger uh, voters, but also obviously due to COVID-19 restrictions on on major uh, gatherings of any sort. Uh, from your perspective and what you saw, did the use of social media favor or hinder any particular party or particular politicians in any way? I think the use of social media by certain uh, political parties definitely worked very well for them. I think if you look at how Workers' Party has strategized its uh, use of social media, I think most of the docu-feature kind of you know videos, uh, video editing, was very professionally done and it tugged at uh, a lot of heartstrings. Uh, of course, there were also others that engaged uh, the people via YouTube and you know a lot of lots of other uh, video conferencing apps as well. So I think um, it definitely reached out to a group of young voters uh, in our bit, and 
if you look at social media, it tends to be a little bit more critical of the government. And I think that sense it could have favoured the opposition a little bit more. But again, you know, that's, that's hard to tell at this point in time. Felix, will we see more increased intensity in the way that social media is now going to be used even in off-election times by both the PAP and, and the opposition parties? I think most definitely will be used by you know both sides, the, the ruling party as well as the opposition party more. So the, as you can see from this particular election, you know the views of online netizens are very very crucial in the in the election process and also in an election itself. So I think there will be a huge uh, you know engagement of social media strategies moving forward. And on the point of communication, there was a lot of discussion leading up to the election about, A, the stepping down of uh, Lao Chek Kyung in Aljunid, meaning they'd lost that Chinese connection with the older Tuchu community of Aljunid and Haogang, and B, the fact that initially they didn't do a Mandarin-speaking broadcast, mm-hmm. and C, the fact that, of course, the leader is a, is a Singaporean Indian. And yet, Pritam Singh actually increased uh, his majority in Aljunid. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think uh, really we need to move beyond just the race. Yes. And, you know, uh, in this instance, clearly it doesn't really matter at all. And mm. I think uh, we should take note of that. I think uh, also another point about the Workers' Party success in this particular election, it's also that, you know, it has moved beyond the individual. It is not just about Lao Tia Kiang. It's not just about Pritam Singh. But it's about the entire team and how each and everyone is able to contribute to I know, the political landscape in Singapore. There are some political parties, as you can see, it's only very, it predicates a lot heavily on one individual. And it overshadows the rest of its members. And that could be a huge problem. Whereas the Workers' Party has not done that. It is not the Pritam Singh you know, mm. party or the Lao Tiakam party, but it's everyone else inside the team. Yeah, and that's important. You've touched on a point I was talking about with Glenn before you came on the show, which could we call this, and I'm trying to be optimistic and positive here, I see this almost as the first genuinely post-race election in Singapore where it really didn't seem to matter that much. It was more about mandates, policies, issues than it was individual races of candidates. Would you think that's fair? Do you think we've moved on from that now? Well, I think it's, we are seeing the starting point of a post-racial election. I don't think we have really moved away from that. Mm. Uh, as you can see, you know, how the Raisa Khan's incident has, you know, uh, really, you know, demonstrated and, and highlighted the racial divide in Singapore. I think we need to handle, we need to tackle these sort of uh, issues head on. I need to have, we need to have an open discussion out there, you know, starting from like, I don't know, today, tomorrow, you know, start with the conversation. We need to hold it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more about that. So moving forward, what do you think happens now for the the, the People's Action Party and the Workers' Party? What happens now? I think for the People's Action Party, I think they, they, they still have a mandate. They are still, you know, they have full control of parliament. They can make all decisions. They have Almost close to a super, I mean, I think it is a super majority already. Mm. I think, you know, in that sense, it's a really good, it's a good sign and signal for the PAP that, you know, your job is still very much value. We still want you in power. We still need you, you know, as part of our government. Uh, as for the opposition, I think, you know, it's their role right now is really to maintain that sort of check and balances that has been given to them. They are elected members of parliament. Voters want their voice to be heard. And I think what the Workers' Party or even, you know, the NCMP uh, would need to do is to really bring out these voices, you know, in Singapore out loud and clear.
Felix, what does this do now for the uh, the SDP and the, the PSP? They both came up totally empty-handed after a hard, you know, hard-fought uh, contest. What does this mean for them going forward? I wouldn't think that they will fade off into the limelight, you know. I think they have uh, fought a very good fight, you know, especially with the PSP in West Coast URC. Uh, I think they should try to maintain that sort of lead. They all need, both the SDP and PSP, would really need to walk the ground, continue to walk the ground and not give up in the constituency that they have fought so hard in. And I think by doing so, you know, it, perhaps in the next five years, you know, in the next election, we'll be able to see some change within that constituency. But again, we do not know. And just following up on that point, how did you see the role of uh, Lee Sien Young? Um, he was on the ground. He was walking around with the candidates. He didn't stand himself. Do you think he had a positive impact overall? What was your take? I think he had very little impact, and it should be that way, because it's not about, you know, PSP is not about Lee Sien Young, mm. and that should be the case. And I think he has uh, come out as to, to be just a huge, uh, valuable supporter for the PSP, but not overshadowing, uh, overshadowing the entire team in each of the constituency, and that should be the case. I think he has played his cards really well in telling, the, telling Singaporeans that your vote counts as well. With Dr. Felix Tan Tiam Kim, the Associate Lecturer at Singapore Institute of Management. Felix, I'm going to ask you to gaze into your crystal ball now as we look forward to the next first sitting of this 14th parliament that's going to come up. What would you expect the mood, the tone to be in that session of parliament uh, coming up? Do you think there will be much of a difference in the way that we have seen previous parliaments uh, interact among themselves? I don't think that there'll be a huge difference. I think everyone will still remain rather cordial in their attitudes towards each other. There shouldn't be any animosity to, to begin in the first place. You know, it was a free and fair election as far as, you know, <laughs> situation, you know, is. So I think, you know, everyone should be cordial and, you know, lots of congratulations around. But I, it will go back to normal. And when the debate starts on certain policies, uh, that's when, you know, the debate, uh, debates will get a little bit more heightened. All right. Our thanks to uh, Dr. Felix Tan. Really appreciate your uh, insight into GE 2020. You're welcome. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.